0: everyone, and welcome to episode 363 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Uh,
1: thank you, Jeffrey, and, uh, and a big welcome to all of you listeners out there. Hope you're enjoying life wherever you are.
0: Yes, and as always, Alois, we have a huge show planned for today. Huge, um, I tell you. Huge. Huge, huge plan. Uh, yeah, huge show planned. Um, now, I often tell a joke, alois and I have one today as well. So I'm sure the audience is excited, so I'm just going to tell it straight away. I hope they're excited. What was the pumpkin's favourite sport?
1: Um, I don't know, Jeff.
0: Squash. But a pumpkin's not a squash. (laughs) Squash. Squash. Yeah, it's not table tennis. Squash is a squash.
1: A squash is is a pumpkin. Is is this another one of your OMG facts or something that a pumpkin is a squash? Let me look it up.
0: Let me look it up. It's funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think
1: it's funny, but anyway. Yeah. It's your joke of the day. Yeah, it is.
0: You know, and actually, you know what? The teacher said, I can't see my pupils. <laughs> I don't think anyone can see their pupils because they're kind of in your eye. And, yeah. Oh, uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about jokes. So what's the opposite of irony?
1: Um, Creasy.
0: Close. Wrinkly
1: wrinkly <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, you're onto it nice
1: there you go i think it was the way you said it like you know there was a bit more, too much of a r- r- irony like Iron? yeah yeah you, you sort of yeah gave it away a bit but yeah still, still wasn't work funny on
0: de- work on my delivery don't i
1: yeah and your jokes in general
0: <laughs> it's all in the delivery
1: <laughs> and the content but yeah <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Well, it is an exciting week this week, Alloys. You know, it what is. do you have for us in on this week? It is. It's a good, exciting week. I'm just going to
1: look at my notes. Um. Well, <laughs> well. Firstly, a very happy Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year to all of those that are celebrating Lunar New Year, 2022. Yes. And it's the year of the mm. tiger. Yeah now, now, Jeff, do you realise that you are were born in the year of the tiger as well? Do you un, do you realise that? And <laughs> who do you who do you barrack for in the support in the in the football? You don't barrack for the tigers. You barrack for
0: the cats. What are you doing, Jeffrey? <laughs> well, the year of the tiger—that's different yes. to the footy team you support, surely.
1: Well, doesn't need to be like. <laughs> You know, surely. Well, well, it needs to be in my situation because I was born in the year of the dragon, and there aren't any dragons in AFL. But there oh, is. Oh, you in, should
0: be watching the NRL.
1: N- NRL, the, yes, our, our uh, rugby league uh, in Australia. There, there is, there is the dragons. I, I, I should be supporting them. That's yes. right. I tend yeah. to support the Tigers up there too, but because I'm, a, I'm a Tigers fan, even though I wasn't born in the year of the
0: tiger. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> We oh, year, in are you born again? Dragon, yeah, dragon. Dragon, that's what you're dragon. dragons. Nice. Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. They the both tiger. seem like good creatures to be the year of.
1: Yeah, t- definitely tiger. I like. I, I wish I was born in the year of the tiger, but anyway.
0: You don't like, like dragon? Yeah, well,
1: sounds they're not pretty real. They're, they're not real, Jeff. <laughs>
0: what? Jeff, they're not real. <laughs> Is this another OMG fact that you're just bringing into the show? <laughs> Dragons are not real, what?
1: I, I, can, I can go to the zoo and, you know, watch my favourite tiger prowl around, but dragons?
0: Next you're going to tell me unicorns aren't real.
1: <laughs> well, to some of us, that's right. But, <laughs> but anyway, well, also on this day, week, well, sort of a couple of weeks ago now, but I couldn't miss it because we sort of missed him. It was Fan Zendong's birthday. When was that? Oh, a while ago now jeff the, the 22nd of january
0: okay 22nd, well yeah. happy birthday so, for a while ago fan zendong what 25 yeah.
1: 25 years old that's right 25 years old is fan zendong and he's done a bit in his 25 years hasn't he really he's <laughs> he has. He's, um, he's won a gold medal at the olympics a silver medal at the olympics um five <laughs> gold medals at world championships Two silver medals at World Championships and two bronze medals and seven World Cup gold medals. So whew, he's um he's done a lot, old fans Zendong, in twenty-five years. And you know what? Like, I really don't think he's got the kudos that he really deserves yet, because he's sort of been living in Marlong's shadow for a mm. while, hasn't
0: he? Yep, certainly.
1: Yeah, but uh but I think, you know, come Paris 2024. Um, he's my, he's my tip at this stage. And if he, if he wins a goal there in the singles, I think, uh, you know, then people will really start appreciating him, but, um, yeah. He's going to be the best
0: player ever.
1: Well, well, (laughs) apart from Waldner, but yeah, true. (laughs) Um, yes. And, and speaking of the best player ever, Jeff, I, I mean, also topical was the Australian Open tennis in Australia. Oh. So we've had that over the last couple of weeks. Lots of controversy early, but lots of great tennis to finish off with.
0: How good was the tennis? And I've got to say, Ash Barty, oh, what a player.
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're a bit biased down here in Australia, but um <laughs> yeah, but I, I just I like her game. I like the way she plays. Um just it's Walder esque, the- isn't it? <laughs> It it is Waldner-esque. That's right. She's she's got a lot of variety, especially I mean, they they talk about the slice backhand, and that definitely worries a lot of the other players. And, you know, it's worth it's worth having a think about, you know, something um a a weapon that you can start to think about for your own table tennis game as well that, mm. that can really trouble a lot of players. But yeah, so Ash Barty uses that slice backhand. But she's just got a lot of touch and feel around the court that uh, that really impresses me. and yeah. And I guess on the almost on the other side of things is Nadal, you know, like I, I wouldn't say touch and finesse is his 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 greatest strengths. You know it's more about just brute strength, it really isn't it, with Nadal
0: <laughs> yeah, and and for tennis, he's a little. For tennis, he plays like a table tennis player. He just puts heaps of topspin on everything, spins the ball, or some of the others sort of flatten it out a bit in tennis, but he's just always this big topspins that spin up and are hard for people to control. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, so, yeah, and and I'll yeah, – probably the, the best thing I, or the biggest thing I got out of watching the tennis um, this time was just their placement. So I've been, you know, thinking a lot about mm. placement with um, – with table tennis as well, um, and you know just how um, putting the ball in the right spot is so crucial. You know, like I think even more crucial than the uh, the shot or um, you know the pace of this of the stroke. Yeah. And just watching, and and I think on a tennis court, it's it's easier to see. You know, as soon as someone is able to hit that ball within you know um, ten centimeters. Um, then it really opens up the rally for them, you know. When they, when they're playing to bad spots, you know, middle of their backhand, middle of their forehand, um, simple positions, you know, short on the court. Yep. They're always in in trouble, but you know, as soon as they find that that good shot on placement, um, then then the rally tends to turn in their favour. So um, yeah, so worth watching that, and I think as I said, just. It's a little bit easier for me to see um, on a tennis court because also there's more more shots in the rally, isn't there, in tennis than in table tennis. Yeah, but,
0: um, except for the yeah.
1: aces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I think and I think you know, that again, talking about Fan Zendong and Ma Long, uh, watching them play, and we've talked a little bit about this previously. You know, now how much they open up the wide angles on the on the table yeah. um, compared to Compared to you know the previous uh, era or generation, you know, so now they're they're playing with so much power, but they're also cutting those sidelines so much more often. So yeah, some, that's some true. Good take Yeah, some good takeaways from um, from the tennis for me over these last yeah,
0: yes, yeah, some really good takeaways. And I think some of the obvious things that placement is like, firstly, on your serve, don't always serve to the same spot; just vary where you're serving it, and the other thing is I think generally when people are starting out they often just tend to play cross court naturally I don't know if that's because you train that straight away but try playing a lot of balls down the line and just see what happens
1: Yeah it, you'll you probably find it really changes changes the outlook of the game completely um and you're right you know it's it's why do we play cross court I think one one is it's an easier shot because you've got more table to work with but it is also something that we tend to just practice Almost too much, um, mm. you know, in our training, a lot of our training is done cross court, you know, like even even when we think about when we warm up on the table, a lot of the time, most of the time, players will just go forehand to forehand. If they're both right handers and go cross court, then they'll go cross the other way. So it's almost becomes ingrained in your in your body to to play the ball cross court. And as Jeff said, just try play the ball down the line. Um, more often. You know, even for one game, just yeah. have your focus as playing down the line 80% of the time and just see what happens um, in your matches.
0: Yep, indeed. Good idea. Um, a couple right. lot well, of
1: topics there in the first few minutes,
0: Jeff. We, I reckon I told you it was yeah. a big show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just continues, all- Alloys, because we're on to the tip of the week.
1: Ah, what is the tip of the week? Oh, that's right. That's my department, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'm i am good at that. Um, So how basic are the basics? You know, how how basic do you need to keep them? And I think we tend to stay with the very basic for probably too long a lot of the time. So, you know, we think about, okay, I need to get my, my forehand right. And I need to get my backhand right. Um, and I think sometimes we start to um almost um focus too much on that you know and, and and we try to get the perfect forehand and we try to get the perfect backhand when in reality there really isn't isn't such a thing so you know it's for me it's you know just understanding the basics starting to work with those but then starting to progress your your ideas and and strokes and technique um pretty quickly and just see how far you can push it so, you know, so don't keep your basics too basic uh, for, mm. and for too long. Yeah. See see if you can move move things along.
0: And, and so, yeah. So do you think like adding more spin or adding different types of spin or we should be experimenting with that sort of thing or how do we progress? Yeah. I, yeah I, well,
1: there, there's the, the the things that we always talk about is spin, speed, speed, placement. You know so mm. how can you start to vary the placement? How can you start to vary or increase the spin? How can you increase um, and or vary the speed of the ball as well? So you know so rather than just playing the same stroke over and over and over, the same pace to the same spot, start to think about how you can start to develop uh, the the skills, you know those basic skills, but start to challenge yourself a
0: little bit more. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Oh, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? And, yeah, I think sometimes people are worried that they're not good enough to start experimenting or that that might affect them developing the better forehand. But, you know, you don't think that's a problem?
1: Well, I think players, and I'm I'm the same, we don't like to see the ball miss when we hit Mm. it. So, you know, we don't like mistakes. So we tend to then go back a step and just make sure we get the ball on the table. Whereas that's not really uh, developing you, you know, I mean, if you can hit the ball five times on in a row or 10 times on in a row with your forehand to the same spot at the same speed, you know, maybe it's time to just start to challenge yourself a little bit more, start to broaden what what you're doing.
0: Good one. Good one. All right. Nice tip of the week. All right, like you said, we've covered a lot already, Alois, but it is time now for the questions. I mean, these this, are really the, yes. the bread and butter of the show.
1: This is the Ask the Coach show, right? <laughs> or, or we
0: could change the name
1: at some stage, but anyway, yep. <laughs>
0: Hit me with the introduction. Yeah. Uh, Sorry? Well, yeah, we could change the name of the show or the introduction itself.
1: Yeah, yeah. could Or we could just... Yeah, just change the show completely. Make it interesting.
0: (laughs) That would help. Oh, dear. But Kenneth has asked us, he says, um, do we need to do some running for stamina um, to complement our on-table training?
1: Yeah, good question, because, you know, a lot of players – and – okay so it depends on where you want to go with your table tennis if you are thinking about improving to, uh, to a higher level to a you know to a state or a representative type level um start to play some bigger tournaments um, then stamina is important because you're often playing a lot of matches during the day you're often playing um you know even some of your matches even though they may only go for 20 30 40 minutes Yeah, now
0: we're only playing up to eleven. That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, and it it remains interesting. Um, So, uh, yeah, but that amount of time, you know, to hold your concentration is important, Um, and your concentration is really affected by um, your, uh, for, for for lack of another word, just your fitness. You know, so maybe your um, your stamina, your endurance, your whatever it is, if you are tired, you know, so if your body's feeling tired, it's harder to concentrate. It's harder to make good decisions in that situation. So is running important? I think so, because I think it just increases that um, stamina, that endurance, um, that ability to um, recover as well, you know, um, in between matches if you're playing in a tournament. So often often tournaments last hours and hours and hours you know like if you're playing in a even a local tournament sometimes you'll be there from 9 a.m till um you know 9 p.m just to have that sort of endurance is is important so you know what type of endurance can you do i mean running's good but even even things like swimming bike riding um anything that's going to get your heart rate up for a, a longer period of time can be useful there
0: Yeah. And then I guess that it becomes tricky, doesn't it? If you are a player just that only has limited time for training. So if you could only allocate a certain time, would you put running in there or would you just spend the time on the table? Uh, Yeah.
1: Oh, it's a, it's a, that's a good question. And uh, I mean, if you're, if you're only practicing uh, once a week, you know, and if you've only got say an hour and a half to two hours spare in a week, then running probably isn't the highest priority in in that, if you're thinking about just improving your table tennis. Yeah. Um, But also, if you're thinking about – if you're playing once a week, then you're probably not going to be involved in, um, you know, major major tournaments where you're going to play over many days. Uh, You may sometimes as well. But, um, yeah, um, that's probably not not your priority. So here I'm really talking about if you do want to start to increase your level, start to think about – getting to a a representative type of level, then, then, and if you've got, you know, three training sessions a week, then fit in half an hour. And it it only takes, you know, 20 minutes to half an hour of uh, jogging or running um, to, to fit in that, that I think everyone's got somewhere. Yeah. Um, Wake up 20 minutes earlier, go to bed 20 minutes later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, You do notice it, don't you? I mean, we were talking about the Australian Open. Look how fit those athletes are. Um, But even in the table tennis, look at all the top table tennis athletes in the world. Super fit. I mean, you've just got to be to be at that level. And I think the fitness, like you said, it helps your concentration. I think there's definitely some kind of uh, link between the fitness and probably their mental strength. And, yeah, so I think it all all helps a lot. Yeah. Indeed. Mm, Great question, Kenneth. All right, next up is one from Jasper, and he's asking, what do you do when you get an injury in the middle of a match? Because he, he had an injury recently when he was playing. It was like down to the fifth set, and it was two sets apiece and seven all, and he suffered a toe injury. So, you know, what happens in this situation, and what should you do when that occurs?
1: Yeah, so um, so Jasper, the rule is that you are allowed a 10-minute um. Injury break, or up to up to a ten minute injury break, um, if you are injured during the match. So if you um, go into a match with um, uh, you know a sore back, um, and you know during the match your your back starts playing up even more, you're not entitled to a ten minute injury break because you've brought that injury into the match.
0: But so what so what do they do in the veterans alloys? <laughs>
1: <laughs> soldier on
0: i mean i like <laughs> if i were to play in a tournament now there'd be a very high chance that i would get injured <laughs> <laughs> that's true jeff so <laughs> would uh, they say it's a pre-existing thing? like no so anyway so i keep going i i digress
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's a good point it is it is a good point you know i mean and there's 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 shades of gray there um but Certainly, in your situation, there, Jasper, where you've you know hurt your toe, you've injured your toe during the match, mm. then you are entitled to that break. So, what needs to happen though is you you talk to the umpire. The umpire then talks to the referee. So, the referee is the person that oversees the tournament. And you know, in all your situations, you, there may not be that level of hierarchy of um, of officials, but that's that's the procedure. Um, and then the referee will come over and uh, and then you know make a decision on whether um, they believe that uh, you need or you you're entitled to that 10 minute um, injury break. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's the that's the process.
0: And it's, yeah, it's interesting that the way the the rules are worded, isn't it? A suspension shall not be allowed for a disability which was present or was reasonably reasonably be to be expected at the beginning of the match. Or where it is due to the normal stress of play disability such as cramp or exhaustion caused by the player's current state of fitness or by the manner in which play has proceeded does not justify such an emergency situation yeah
1: yeah so yeah so and in most cases cramp is is really just a that's you know due to the due to the situation and the fitness and I think, you know, in tennis, this has become a, a big grey area too, hasn't it? Because, yeah. Um, you often see players taking injury timeouts when it's, you know, they're just cramping because they're, you know, they're not as uh, as fit as they need to be.
0: Yes. Mm. But it's hard to say, like, even if they are cramping, you could still say, well, my ankle is injured as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. True. Very hard to, yeah. Yeah. Um. to police that. that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for that question, Jasper. Very interesting. Uh, Now, next up is one from Chris, and he says, hi, Alois, Is there any measurable standard for the friction or the grip on the table surface? He says, at club level, I see a fair bit of difference from table to table and from venue to venue that impacts the spin effect off the table. So is there any rule about you know how much friction it has to happen? And I've seen this too, Alois. You know, sometimes you go to a table and it almost seems like it's glass, and the ball kind of just skids off it. And then at other tables, you know, it really digs into it.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I remember I remember this clearly, and I always remember the Commonwealth Games in um, Manchester in two thousand and two. And we turned up there and the tables were so grippy, like the ball was almost bouncing backwards when you pushed it each wow. time. Um, and uh, yeah, nothing that we could do with that, about that. And I had to dig into the rule book here to, to just check what um, what the guidelines were. And basically... They've just the ITTF guidelines say that there there's an advisory coefficient of friction, but it's not mandatory. So, <laughs> so a COF, um, I believe. A COF, yes, a coefficient of friction. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's yeah. So I mean, unfortunately, there uh, there isn't really. But if you get a reasonably good standard table. Most of them are going to be um, fairly similar. I mean, you know, as you say, like some are a little bit um, faster, you know, a little bit more uh, slippery on the surface. Some have a little bit more grip. But but in general, um, there, there's not a big difference. And I, and I think just going back to that story from um, Manchester Commonwealth Games, I remember, you know, I was coaching at that stage. And on the first day, the players are out there and having a hit. And it was like the world was going to end um you know the the players were all up in arms and um and you know it was it was how we ever going to be able to deal with this by the end they just didn't know the difference um by the end it was it it was very normal um and mm. and they just adapted to that um that different bounce um and you'll find that you know as long as you allow yourself to adapt, you'll adapt really quickly um you know. So don't get too hung up if you, get, if you get to a tournament and the table feels a bit grippier or it feels a bit faster or the bounce is a little bit higher. Um, by the end of the day, you won't know the difference. So, yeah, yeah. just but allow yourself that little bit of time. And I think just one other point here, um, since we've covered so many different things today, if you are playing in a new venue or in a tournament in particular, make sure you get there early. Make sure you get there early and just allow yourself, you know, 10, 20 minutes, half an hour to hit on the new tables. Because that half an hour just allows you to adapt to the tables, to the lighting, to the floor, to all those things. Rather than rushing in, jump on the table, and you know, then then all those um, negative thoughts start to get into your head. Oh, this table's different, and the floor's slippery, and the lighting's too dark and all those sorts of things so yeah
0: yeah great but tip. i
1: digress again
0: <laughs> yes no but very very useful information and I, I didn't even know this rule existed um but it is interesting that you have a rule that's not mandatory and <laughs> yeah is, and, is it a rule yeah and listen to this rule it says a simple practical method of determining the coefficient of friction uses a triangular raft or sled supported on three balls about two centimeters apart glued to a piece of wood or other substance that gives a total weight of about 100 grams, about, the maximum <laughs> angle between the playing surface and the horizontal when the sled will not continue to slip is measured. The tangent of this angle is the COF. That's a simple <laughs> practical method, Alloys. <Alice. laughs> Alternatively, the 100-gram sled described above... They flips <laughs> over the horizontal table at a speed of 300 millimeters per minute, which is pretty easy to do. And the pulling force <laughs> is measured. It's very practical, and that pulling force is divided by the weight of the sled, both in newtons, of course. And the average of five measurements should be taken. But apart from that, it should be noted that not all balls have the same frictional properties, so everything we <laughs> said above doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: uh that that's the simple part right
0: that's the simple practical method
1: yeah so so i think chris to answer your question just <laughs> get on the table wherever you are whatever wherever it is and uh, unfortunately unfortunately we're just going to have to put up with whatever's there
0: <laughs> oh dear too funny but yeah very good question and I've i've noticed that too the different tables and yeah very good and,
1: question and Chris Chris sort of replied to the, the question as well, and 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 he's made a really good point, and he said, anyway, I, I suspect I have far more aspects to be managed that are within my own control than worry unduly <laughs> about this, given, given the variance of complexity. Oh, uh, I, and I see complexity. that too.
0: <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, he says, I don't think I'll be building sleds and testing them on sloping <laughs> tables or tucking them <laughs> with spring balancers any day soon. Uh, too funny, Chris. That, that is the comment of the week right there.
1: Exactly. Where, where, did, where did that segment go, Jeff? <laughs> comment of the week segment. I think it lasted a week and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. It's a good segment.
1: Maybe we just need to bring it in when we get a really good comment like that one.
0: Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right. Next up is a question from Andy. And he says, is it okay or even sound or sound technique, to engage a bit of shoulder moving forward, letting your elbow and wrist relax and hang, going on for a ride like a door off a hinge as I switch my weight from my right foot to my left foot when I'm playing the forehand loop.
1: Yeah, so, Andy, um, I think it just comes down to uh, coordination of your whole body and just using all the little parts in... um, in in a chain so i think what you're talking about is is moving your shoulder forward um without the arm or without the hand and the the wrist and the forearm and the and the upper arm um and i think in that situation then there's a bit of a break in the chain so i think think about um the the force coming from um coming from your feet to through your legs through your hips through your waist through that rotation of the waist and then from the ends of your fingers um, and your back through the wrist and the forearm um, yeah so it's, it's about all of those bits and pieces flowing in um, in motion and I think probably the best video we've got on that is the advanced forehand technique uh, where we just talk start talk about just the, the summation of forces. Um, so, summation yeah. of
0: forces, what a great yeah. term!
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed, aren't we getting nice and technical with sleds and stuff this yeah. uh, this week? Um, yeah, the summation of forces to 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 get that ball to travel faster, basically. So um, yeah, if if your shoulder is working independently and coming forward independently, then it's probably not helping uh, helping the overall stroke
0: hmm excellent yeah yeah and good to think about these things and what you can do is like watch our videos of course on pingskills.com, but also watch the top players and see see what they're doing and i think you'll see that isn't it Aloys? you'll see that they're using every part of their body just like really nicely um in sync and so you do get yeah. that summation of forces
1: yeah that's yeah. right exactly um are they tap dancers sometimes too
0: uh, who tap dances?
1: Uh, those players that are in sync.
0: Ah, so funny. You should do the joke of the week next week.
1: <laughs> Someone should.
0: <laughs> ah, in sync, tap dancing. Oh, my goodness. I can't stop laughing. That's funny. <laughs> I, I can hear it. <laughs> ah, well, We actually have a competition running every week on the podcast called the Who Am I competition, which is going pretty well. Um, But people, I am surprised about this, are getting very good at picking the answer from a very inconspicuous clue. Obscure, obtuse. Obtuse, right.
1: Yes. Yeah, we we gave the clue that... The, this this person, this player had an engineering degree and, and everyone got it. Like there were heaps of correct answers. There were. Yeah. And and the answer was Satyan Nanasekharan from, uh, from India as an engineering degree. And do we have a winner, Jeffrey?
0: Well, we do. We do. And his name is also Jeff, Jeff Van Goitzenaven. That's a good name, isn't it?
1: That is a good name. So, congratulations to Jeff. Are you sure you didn't rig that draw and and pick pick your favourite person just because you had the name Jeff?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: Good. But I do like the name. And 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 just to just to let you know that someone didn't get it right when they answered the mm. question as Jeff Plum because Jeff does not have an engineering degree. He's got a lot of other degrees, but not an engineering one.
0: Well, not a lot. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes. And so, Jeff wins one hour of online coaching or one month's Pink Seals Premium membership. So, yeah, just uh, let us know which of those you'd like, Jeff. Uh, And that brings us on to this week's because we got the answer right. So, we need a new question. Um, a new Who Am I? And I hope you got a more difficult clue, even more obscure this week, Aloys.
1: Well, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> but these re- readers are a bit too cluey. So the new Who Am I? Is this number eight, Jeff? Are we up to number eight? Number eight, yes. Number eight. All right. Who Am I number eight? And the clue is I have represented two countries internationally.
0: Mm, interesting. Now, there may be more than – well, there certainly is. There are a lot of players that would fit this category, I, ex, I expect, but you have to guess the player that we're thinking of. So, you know, if you, if you just put someone down that has played for two countries, doesn't mean you win. You've got to get the exact one we're thinking of.
1: That's correct. And, um, and you're allowed to enter this competition as many times as you like, so have a go this week. If you don't get it right, you can have another go next week.
0: That's right, yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, have a go. And, uh, yeah, once we get the new clue out, you can have another guess. Yes. Um, so no point not guessing it at the moment. So go to pingskills.com, log in, click your name, and then click competitions, and you'll see it there. Who am I, episode eight.
1: Yes. Uh, now, Jeff- Jeffrey, are, are we up to the oh, – you don't have – those good ones anymore. What do you What do you have now?
0: <laughs> I've got a few of the the good ones left, but I've got the World Awkward. Almanac 2022. How is that? Not- okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they're They're okay. Yeah.
0: And, oh. and you know, it it depends. Like you know, we film this or we film, we record this on a day, and then it might take a day to get it out. But um, there is. Yeah. What? So on. Tuesday, February 1st, today in Sports History, in 2004, the Super Bowl halftime show sparked controversy when singer Janet Jackson's breast was exposed during a duet with Justin Timberlake.
1: That was a long time ago, wasn't it? 2004, my goodness.
0: Yes, that was a long time ago. That was on the 1st of February.
1: Yeah, and you know what? what to, well, today when we're recording the show, it's
0: the second of the second 22. How good's that? I know, 2 two twenty-two. 22.
1: Yes, I like those days.
0: So good. What a day.
1: <laughs> As uh, a maths teacher, you must have had a field day today, Jeff. Did you? <laughs> were all the kids excited in maths class?
0: You know what? One of the kids did bring it up.
1: There you go. See?
0: <laughs> they were pretty excited. <laughs> Oh, dear. And on the 31st of January, the leading medal winners at the 2018 Winter Olympics was Mm. Norway, with 14 gold. Germany also had 14 gold, but Norway got 14 silver, so I guess they're ahead. Mm. There you go. And the Winter Olympics coming up starting tomorrow,
1: Is it tomorrow? Oh, it's pretty soon,
0: yes. There you go.
1: In fact, it's probably already started if you're by the time you're listening to this.
0: Yes, there you go. So, so yeah, this is the World Almanac 2022, a year of fascinating facts. So I think often the day is related to something, but I don't know why this one is in here. For tomorrow, the 3rd of February, the International Space Station has a mass of 924,739 pounds and is about as long as a football field with a length of 357.5 feet.
1: That's interesting. I've always wondered about that space station and how big it is. There you go. There you go. But like not so much the weight, but the size, you know, because you think, oh, are they like just in a in a little, you know, yeah. three meter square tube, or? But it's the size of a football field. Wow. Yeah.
0: They could pad up there. <laughs> yeah, let's throw a footy around. I think you can throw it a long way up there. <laughs> Now, I do have a couple of OMG facts left. I mean, I may as well get rid of them because um, bamboo can grow at a speed of around three feet per day.
1: No. Real? No.
0: No. Yep. True. That's pretty fast. No. Yes. OMG fact. Three feet a day. Three feet a day? (laughs) No. No. So in 300 days, it's 900 feet tall. But this must yeah. be its peak growth rate, right?
1: Clearly, but yes, exactly. Three foot in a day—that's a lot. That's it a is. lot of growth. Now, you, you'd you'd actually you'd almost be able to see it growing, surely?
0: Three foot a day. <laughs> you would. No, yeah, that's pretty I, fast. That is an OMG fact. I'm, I'm disputing. They're more one, shocking, sure. aren't they, the OMG facts? The World Almanac ones, you know, interesting, but these are more shocking. Yeah. The Almanac about the, the, the space station was good. I like that. Mm. I that. And, and OMG fact number two for today. Soy milk doesn't need to be refrigerated until after it's opened, but supermarkets sell it out of the refrigerated section to make it seem more like cow milk. Trying to trick you. Ah, Okay. Ha- and last one for today, lycanthropy. I'm sure I've pronounced that exactly as it should be pronounced. <laughs> lycanthropy is a disease in which a man thinks that he's a wolf.
1: See, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> there you go, indeed. Uh, very good. Well, you know what that means.
1: Well, Jeff, I, I've just, I've just, I've just gone to, gone to the Google.
0: Yes, it, the it Google. Says you're
1: right. You're right about the bamboo. Well,
0: it's not me. It's an OMG fact.
1: Certain species of bamboo can grow 910 mil or 36 inches within a 24 hour period, at almost at a rate of almost 40 mil an hour. That's more than a foot an hour. That's that's that you're definitely going to be seeing that m- growing. No, wow, mil is
0: 40 mil is four centimeters.
1: Oh, 40 mil. Ah, no, not 40. Okay, yeah, yeah. three
0: feet in a day. Yeah,
1: yeah, 40 yeah. centimeters. Yeah, four centimeters. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's but in an hour. Yeah, surely you're still seeing that grow. Wow, okay,
0: but again, go. yeah, so I don't know, maybe. You should go and watch them get bamboo grow. <laughs> next next <laughs> time someone offers you something you don't want to do, say no, sorry, I've got to go watch bamboo grow.
1: Bam- yes, but, indeed.
0: But it doesn't really work because that could actually be exciting watching bamboo grow. Yeah, it's
1: it's all watching sort of bamboo grow. <laughs> yes, or grass grow. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, grass grow. Yeah. Uh, no uh, we- Jeff.
1: Jeff. Jeff, do you think it might be time to finish this show?
0: <laughs> I think so, yeah. Because if you said, like what we said, watching um, Bamboo Grow, the irony or the opposite of that wouldn't be there.
1: It'd be wrinkly, that's
0: right. <laughs> Indeed. Right, it's definitely time to go. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are still listening, just ask yourself why. Um, and, and make sure you all check out PinkSkills.com of the who am i competition go to the website watch the videos ask us some table tennis questions see if you can get your question featured on the show yeah,
1: i hope great. you're enjoying yeah i hope you're enjoying the new videos
0: each week yes indeed. So get into them more to come
1: yeah so uh yeah get to the new videos let us know what you think and uh go from there
0: All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, of course, thank you, Alois.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye.